listening to a podcast from The National. Yemen's military is within striking distance of one of their biggest victories since the civil war began in 2015. The forces, backed by the Arab coalition, were last reported to be within 10 kilometers of Yemen's third largest city, Hodeida. The city lies on the Red Sea coast and is home to the country's largest port. Much of the country's food is imported through Hodeida, but it's been under Houthi rebel control since the takeover four years ago. The Arab coalition, which includes the UAE and Saudi Arabia, intervened in the conflict in Yemen shortly after the rebel coup. They were asked to fight the Houthis on behalf of the internationally recognized government. Hodeida, though, has remained out of reach. Until now. Reports from the Houthi camps claim huge losses. The rebels are holding a massive auction of vehicles, a move indicating the militia's imminent retreat. Even the rebel leader, Abdul Malik al-Houthi, went on a video broadcast acknowledging their failures. He said, retreat is not defeat. Capturing Hodeida could be the final step in this war. Controlling the city means controlling the supply routes, the rebels' biggest strongholds. With the Houthis on their back foot, it could allow the Yemeni forces to launch an offensive on the rebel-held capital in Sana'a. What would a rebel defeat in Hodeida mean for the civil war? And how would this affect the scheduled peace talks coming up in June? This is Beyond the Headlines. I am Nasal Wesmi. We'll be interviewing Fatma Abu Lesrar, a senior analyst at the Arabia Foundation in Washington, D.C., to help us answer these questions today. Why is Hodeida so important? Hodeida is important for many reasons. It's certainly important for the Houthis because it has been one of their most lucrative ports and important revenue source. The Major ships uh, dock there. Hodeida is one of our, uh, in, of Yemen's deepest, uh, deepest seawater ports on the Red Sea coast, and it has a huge capacity to receive ships. Um, and one of the most significant uh, um, uh, issues for the Houthis is that they levy taxes and tariffs, and that ultimately becomes a huge source of revenue for them that they could use. Um, and of course, most of these revenues don't go back to state institutions. They go back to fund their war efforts against the legitimate government. So it's definitely, you know, that's, that's one aspect in terms of income. The second is, at the very beginning of the war, a lot of smuggling activity for their arms have been taking place through the port. Um, of course, uh, the Arab coalition and all forces around the Red Sea have curbed from some of these shipments arriving to the Houthi um, uh, militia. But what we have a problem with is the small dows that sometimes can go undetected, and that um, becomes a good source of supplying them with with weapons. And it ultimately um, prolongs the war. The other the other issue is um for of course this is for the coalition a very important port as well. Um the fact that they could use it as a base to launch their operations from is one thing. But but also I think from a gen- from a general perspective, the more that the Houthis hold on to this port, the the longer that the that the war goes on. 
And there hasn't been really any shifts from the Houthi sides in terms of surrendering the port. I think they would rather uh, fight um, and continue holding to that port until the death rather than um, surrender it, of course, because of because of how significant it is to them. So I think that ultimately, um, because the Houthis are not giving up the sport, uh, this this move to to try to take the port from them could shorten the span of the war. Projections are that if the port falls, the Houthis will not necessarily have an income or a source of of weapon supply, and the war could end within a month to two mm-hmm. months. Um, that that's the projection. The Houthi, the Houthi militia will entirely crumble. Is it fair to say that the uh, Hudaydah acts as the supply hub to the Houthis in Yemen? Yeah, absolutely. So, as I mentioned, it's a supply hub for uh, finances. It's a supply hub for um, military as well um, and and arms. Uh, but at the same time, it's also um, a huge food supply source. So this is where um, many of the uh, humanitarian um, agencies uh, deliver their aid. This is this is the place where where many of the operations, commercial activities, and aid activities go through. So in and that has definitely a significant value. At the same time, uh, as I mentioned, cutting off that source would um, ultimately sort of like affect the Houthis' capacities in having access to these food items. Is that why it was so difficult to, it took, you know, the war is in its fourth year now. Is that why it was so difficult to kind of capture uh, Hodeida? Because the coalition did not want to disrupt the import of food supplies or or, uh, humanitarian aid, but they also wanted to make sure that the Houthis couldn't leverage their position from the port city. It is that. Um, Hodeida has been complex for many reasons. One of them is Hodeida is highly and densely populated. And so far, the Arab coalition has been using military airstrikes and and. Sometimes they have um, they've not always been successful as as we know, and in densely populated areas, it's not necessarily the best uh, combat option. The other issue is that the Arab coalition has also used foreign uh, militia so far, including its own, which is considered foreign to to the land. Now, I think a turning point has been. Saleh's death and the defection of many GPC members. The defection of these members and uh, uh, the defection of so many military men, the resurgence of Tariq Saleh, uh, who is the late President Saleh's nephew, and uh, other brigade and the Southern Resistance, and sort of this, this alliance between all of these groups that wouldn't have necessarily been aligned, allied, uh, backed up by the UAE and Saudi Arabia, uh, has been able to um, uh, penetrate uh, penetrate the, the, the sort of the Houthi plans. Because at one point, Tariq Saleh did fight alongside the Houthi militia and has a really good understanding of Hudaydah. So I think I think the the presence of his forces and all the other forces and the Tihami forces have somewhat shaken um, the perception that 
um, Houthis are in, in ultimate control and they're the ones who would know how to fight this fight and the coalition would not. So I think the dynamics are changing at the moment, which is making access to Hudayda and understanding the situation um, uh, once once the coalition reaches the city um, easier to deal with. Now, um, still the other the other issue is, of course, you know, as I mentioned, humanitarian concern. One of them is the concern that even if you take over the port, um, places like Sana'a and Houthi, other controlled areas, basically Sana'a and Sada, um, are going to be cut off from food supplies. So um, even, you know, contributing to maybe even starvation of people who are living under the Houthi rule. So there are definitely humanitarian concerns and moral concerns that have um, slowed down from this operation from taking place. Mm-hmm. And I think the changing dynamics, the changing war dynamics were, since Saleh's death has um, accelerated um, the Houthi collapse and takeover of the port. We're getting uh, various reports from the ground. Uh, the co- coalition says that it's within 10 kilometers of Hudayda. Uh, Abdul Malik al-Houthi, the Houthi leader, went on Masila TV earlier this week saying that basically uh, retreat is not defeat. There's been car sales. I mean, what, what? it's kind of difficult to sift through all the information. What, from your sources, what is the situation right now on the battlefront? It's a bit of both, actually. Um, the Yemeni uh, army backed up by the UAE and Saudi Arabia has been able to advance significantly towards Hadeda, but we're somewhat in the periphery. So the army has been able to cut off uh, some of their food, like some, sorry, some of their supplies, some of their um, uh, some of their sources. So, for example, by taking camps like Al Ma'amari camp and coming closer to the Bid and the Rahimiya, they've really encircled them, and they are 20 kilometers away. Um, reports that the Houthis haven't necessarily been fighting there and that they've been retreating are accurate. But it's not a takeover of Hudaydah city yet. They're still 20 kilometers away from Hudaydah. So there's mounting pressure there. Um, I think the real battle has not necessarily begun for Hudaydah. I might be naive to think that it will fall within a day or two. I know, in, for example, in Aden case in the south of Yemen back in 2016, there was so much resistance in Aden, and uh, people were fighting uh, the Houthis. But with, with the Arab coalition help, it took about three months to liberate. So I would say Hodeida is under similar circumstances, with the exception of the Houthis being such a weakened militia at the moment uh, because of their, their resources and their men have been exhausted. But I think they are somewhat prepared for this battle. Um, just few uh, few days ago, I think they had attacked a Turkish cargo ship on the Red Sea coast um, that was carrying wheat. And I think it's the Houthis being completely paranoid about who approaches that Red Sea coast. Um, they've also hit a, a Saudi tanker, oil tanker, before that. So I think they're being extremely vigilant. Uh, they still have ballistic missiles and they have other sources that they could use to cause destruction. And um, it's, I, we're all hoping for a clean war. We're hoping for a, a, a quick war that will not jeopardize the lives of the people. But 
there are two sides of this war, and and the side that is right now for me unpredictable is the Houthi side. Um, I think that they will not spare uh, any expense and 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 any effort to actually eat, secure the port. And if they fail, then their ultimate objective is to last as long as they can in order to say or in order to maintain that perception of resilience. The biggest victim in this war has has been the civilians, the people of Yemen. What is the situation in the in Hodeidah and the areas surrounding it? Are, is there an evacuation process going on? Uh, is there any indication that you know the Arab coalition or the Houthis are trying to get the civilians out of the way? Yeah, there has been reports of evacuation processes, and I think these are, um, you know, it's, it's sometimes difficult. I think if you think about a Yemeni tribal mentality, often people would still like to be close to their homes, and uh, and they would still, you know, be as they're sort of like it's it's not really easy for for them to leave their um, leave their places and go. Um, in some cases, yes, there has been evacuation. Uh, but I think that um, uh, the Arab coalition has sent some warnings that people basically should stay away from the the port and the airport because now they are considered military targets. And I'm only hoping that the people around there have been able to evacuate. Um, the Arab coalition has also been ready with humanitarian assistance and emergency to help those people who are defecting. Um, I know. I mean, away from away from Hodeida, we've seen uh, certain areas in Sada fall, which is around Baqim, and we've seen the residents speak um, of the humanitarian operations that took place around there and their ability to access them. And um, uh, by comparison, I think that the same will be also awarded or uh, for for the residents of Hodeida. In the case that the coalition, the Yemeni forces, do capture Hodeida, what happens to Sana'a? Sana'a and Sada are quite important. Now, if the coalition takes over Hodeida, um, and we're hoping that they take it over uh, quickly and uh, in as short uh, of a war as possible, then um, it, it would be really a matter of months before the Houthis uh, completely fall or surrender um uh i think i think the houthis would be committing political suicide if they don't um use this and see all of this pressure as a way for them to negotiate a political settlement uh for them the un envoy martin griffith has been working on a plan um we know that the houthis are going to be ultimately part of this of this political settlement um, and there will be part of any type of um, um, governance uh, sharing structure that will be um, coming in the in when when war ends. So I think it will be reckless of them not to use this to their advantage, um, unless they're actually banking on generosity from the international community to just keep on giving them uh, concessions despite despite their huge losses. So um, I, I, I think that basically losing Hodeida would ultimately affect uh, Sana'a and, and Sada. They will not be able to 
supply people with resources, govern effectively. And um, uh, as well, you know, we've, we're hearing that there is pressure from already inside Sana'a from defected members of the GPC. Just just um, last week, about 10 members of the parliament have escaped um, uh, and, and they were pro-Houthi, basically, have escaped Sana'a. And now they're they're outside of Sana'a, and one of them in Shabwa, and the others are um, around Adan and government control areas. So we're seeing defections en masse. We're seeing political turmoil. We're seeing a very weakened ability of the militia to actually uh, govern and deliver resources. And it will be very difficult for them to um, uh, continue under these uh, under such circumstances. You mentioned the UN Special Envoy uh, to Yemen, Martin Griffiths. He said something along the lines of, uh, "If there has if if military escalation continues, you can take peace off the table." Is that still the case? And I mean, what does peace look like in Yemen? So I think it will take peace off the table for definitely the Houthis, because if you are going to have a military defeat for the Houthis, they are going to completely jeopardize their negotiating um, position. And so that's one thing to, to keep in mind. Uh, peace in Yemen basically uh, will have to encompass um, different elements that are on the scene right now. Um, we have to think about the southern issue. We have to think about Tariq Saleh and his forces and you know what, what role are they going to play in the future of Yemen. We have to think about um, the Islah Party. We have to think about the different players that are there um, at the moment. We have to think of you know whether the Yemeni government is going to be able to play a role. So somehow we're going to have a, a power-sharing mechanism um, that would ultimately as well encompass the Houthis. It's a, it's a substantial subset of the population. Um, and it, it sort of um, there's there's really no objection to having the Houthis as as uh, part of the um, of the governance structure as long as they relinquish their violence methods and and their arms and of course you know their their linkages with Iran um, and the slogans that they adopt from it so um, and and definitely not all uh, people who are theologically aligned with Houthis are violent. So that's also one thing to keep in mind in during negotiations, that there are elements and political elements within the Houthi structure that could be incorporated in in whatever Yemen um, uh, peace process looks like. So um, it definitely pluralism is has been one of the essential components for Yemen, and I think that's that's going to continue uh, carrying on in 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 governance and whatever peace that's going to take place. Um, and then, of course, a return to uh, the national dialogue outcomes and uh, and the draft constitution. Um, the national dialogue was uh, carefully drafted by uh, different elements, including you know Houthis themselves. And I think a return to that. Um, is still considered the the base for a peace process uh, in Yemen. Thanks to Fatma Abu Asrar for joining me on this episode of Beyond the Headlines. I'd also like to thank Kevin Jeffers for producing the show. 
can follow the latest on the happenings in Yemen on our website, www.thenational.ae. I've been your host, Nasr al Thank you for listening, and goodbye.